Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Cut the Crap with You Doll, where we cut the crap from your personal and professional relationships through tough, tantalizing, transforming conversation and coaching. Now, here's your host, You Doll. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cut the Crap with You Doll. And I am You Doll, your host, professional and personal relationship consultant. And you are listening to Cut the Crap with Udall, where we transform professional and personal relationships one conversation at a time. Call into the show and ask questions or share comments about our topic of the hour. And our topic is how to have the best relationship. And um, we will have our guest joining us, Lori Ann Davis, and she's a relationship coach. She'll be joining us uh, for what we have today is the 30-minute show. We're excited about this topic because, oh, we have great news. Let's move to our sizzling relationships corner. The great news, of course, today is that uh, Serena Williams, tennis champion, and Riddick co-founder Alex uh, Ohanian, and I'm not sure if that's the correct pronunciation of his name, but they are engaged. And I'm excited because he is a graduate of my alumna of my alma mater, UVA, yay, University of Virginia. But uh, let's see, Serena and um, uh, Alex has been dating since the fall of 2015. And so they have become engaged during one of the most popular times to become engaged. And that period of time is between Thanksgiving and New Year's. It's the <laughs> and so more people get engaged during this time than any other time of the year. So they have gone along with uh, the uh, norm and actually announced their engagement during this time. And, you know, we want to congratulate them. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about their relationship, which I find interesting. Uh, being that they are in the spotlight, at least she is particularly in the spotlight, uh, he's a you know an internet guru, known in those circles in general, but not necessarily out here on display all the time as a public figure. Now she is, of course, because you know many of us watch her playing tennis. Uh, she has been linked to some other uh, no, well-known names such as Drake uh, in common, and uh, so they are in this. She's in this definitely public spotlight. So interestingly, you know, they kept their relationship on the hush-hush for a long time, uh, and so they didn't get a lot of public scrutiny. And however, now that they're engaged, it'll be interesting to see how much public scrutiny they get. I want to say to you all, Serena and Alex, maintain the low profile on your relationship. Do not make it public. The best of the uh, public figure relationships are those that are actually quiet behind this, you know, not doing a lot of publicity about your relationship, not putting your stuff and crap out here in public for everybody to see and make their comments on and, you know, and create these funny, and I say funny as in strange combination of names like, you know, Bragelina and all those kinds of things. So keep it on the low. Keep yourself private as much as possible. That's my advice and suggestion uh, to you as you move into your new life together, you know, as husband and wife and so forth. 
And I also want to comment, and I'm going to be doing a show on this a little bit later, uh, and a show on interracial, interethnic relationships. Because interracial, interethnic relationships, for those of you who may not recognize, um, Serena is African-American, and Alexis is Armenian heritage. And oftentimes, though, when a couple comes together, when they are different, significant cultural, different backgrounds and so forth, their staying power is a, a little more complicated than a couple that may have their actual commonality around ethnicity, culture, and so forth. So yeah, I'll be doing a show on that in the future. Uh, stay tuned for that show uh, because the uh, it's one that, uh, yay, thank goodness, a lot of people are crossing the lines of ethnicity and culture to find love. And I, that's fabulous because love is everywhere. So we'll have that as a topic coming in the future. So in just a minute, uh, we'll be joined by Lori Ann Davis, who is our for today. And we're going to actually have, oh, she's here. Yay. Welcome to the show, Lori Ann. How are you? Hi. I'm glad to be here today. I'm excited that you're here as well. Um, I want you to please share with us just a little bit about your background and how you came to be uh, into the whole relationship coaching world. And then we'll get on to uh, having you share some great tips with us about how to have your best relationships, particularly since we're entering a new year. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Sure. I have been doing this for a very long time, um, about 30 years. I have a master's in clinical psychology, started off as a family therapist, and am now um, have a private practice in Charlotte, North Carolina, although I work with clients all over. And I am now a certified relationship specialist, and I am working with singles, helping them to find the love they're looking for, as well as working with couples who aren't as happy as they would like to be in their relationships. Um, I believe that relationships really are the cornerstones of our life and our happiness. If we're not happy in our relationships, it affects every area of our life. So I think that is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about working with people in that area because it's so important. Most definitely, most definitely. Now, you're the author of a book called Unmasking Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships, How to Find, Keep, and Renew Love and Passion in Your Life. That, so please share with us, um, give us, I guess, let's get five tips or what you consider to be the major tips for, we'll start off with how people can find the love and then we'll go into how to sort of keep the love. So how, what are the five tips for people on finding love that you think people need to know? One of the first things they need to know is they need to be really clear about their mindset. And I know that kind of seems like a strange place to start when you're looking for love. But what is your attitude about dating, about looking for love? What is your attitude about men, about women? If what you're telling yourself a lot of the time is negative, that really is going to impede your chances of finding love. So the first place that people need to start usually is the thoughts that they're thinking, and maybe they may need to make some changes in that. Um, another another tip would be it's, it's huge, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that's huge because I don't think a lot of people actually stop to think about how do I actually think about getting a relationship 
or about relationships in general. They just go, oh, I want to find love, and they don't do that self-work. Yes, and, and, you know, how you can tell, sometimes a lot of times my clients will say to me, no, my attitude's great, but then they talk to me, and through that first hour, I could make a whole list of the negative statements that they have said. So sometimes we're not oh. even aware, really, about what's coming out of our mouth. So you might have to just kind of take a closer look about what are you saying. You know, if you're saying there's no good men out there, there's no good women, or online dating, you know, doesn't work, or, you know, all these negative things, guess what? That's what's showing up in your life. So I always tell people, look at what's showing up in your life. Really, that's your primary thought. It really is. And, and it's wow. a perfect place to start because you have control over it. You know, yes, it kind of stinks that you have control over it, right? Which means I got to do something. I can't blame everybody right. out there, but it but it means you have control, which is phenomenal. You know, that means that we Excellent. can get past that. Um, Excellent. So maybe okay. that's number two. two. Yes. So the other thing is to be really clear with yourself about what kind of life you want to create. What do you see your life looking like? You know, and stopping to think about that as opposed to just dating, trying to find somebody that you connect with, that you have chemistry with, that you enjoy their company, start off thinking about what kind of life do I want to live? Because you want somebody that fits into that life. Wow, that's excellent. Okay, great. These are listeners, I'm going to make sure we recapture these questions. I'm taking notes because these are excellent questions for you to take away as actual items, you know, at the end of the show. Okay, great, Lori. So we have two, mindset, and really be clear about what kind of life you want. What's number three? What are the requirements that you have to have in a relationship? And so we could spend a whole show talking about that one topic, but I'll try to make it as simple as I can. And that is that requirements are things that are black and white. They're characteristics about the relationship. So what is most important to you in a relationship? And that's how you're going to date. You're going to look for somebody that fits those requirements. So I'll give you just a really quick example. When I was single five years ago, before I met my current husband, I had been married for 28 years, um, had a phenomenal relationship, one of the reasons I wrote the book on how I had such an amazing relationship for so long. Um, But, you know, sometimes things happen, and that's a whole other story. But I ended up single. Um, (laughs) And so I really took a look at what was What was so important to me? I had three children. Two of them were really young. So one of my requirements was somebody that I could parent my children well with that would be easy to parent my children with, right? I didn't want that to be a conflict always between us. So looking at your life and saying, what kind of things do I really need to have in this relationship? And that's how you date. The person sitting across from you you're dating needs to meet those primary requirements for you and everybody okay and it's not isn't bad it's not just a requirement of money (laughs) excellent okay great and it's not just a requirement of of money uh ladies (laughs) or just a requirement or looks (laughs) right more qualities yeah it's qualities so you're taking this life that you want to lead and then you're thinking about my relationship that's part of that life what do I really have to have in that relationship to be happy? You know, and, and so it can take me sessions to help people narrow that down. But at least start thinking about that. 
Right. It goes beyond the superficial into the character characteristics of the individual. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, things that aren't okay, so they're what's number four? there or they're not. Number four oh, is okay. that that when you go out dating, you're not going to date anybody that doesn't meet those requirements. So you're not going to say they have potential. <laughs> you're not going to say, well, there's so many good things, but that one little thing, maybe that won't be important. If it's on your list of important items, you don't keep dating them if they're not that person that you're looking for that fits your life. That's how wow, you meet the right one. Wow, that's deep. That's interesting because I actually heard someone talking on the phone, obviously with another friend, and she was the other day, and she was talking about, well, he has potential. <laughs> yeah, oh, that no, was hilarious. Yeah, that's that, that, that oh. is the perfect red flag to say it's time to move on. Because you know what? For somebody else, he might not just have potential. He might be perfect. He may already you know, be everybody's there different. as opposed to what you think he can be. Yes. Do you, yeah, I have, to ask, I have a quick question. Do you think that women mm-hmm. tend to gauge men oftentimes by their potential as opposed to what really is? Yes. Yes. Women, yeah, you know, we like to see the good in people. We like to um, to help. You know, we like to be the fixers sometimes. Men aren't looking for a partner to fix them. They're looking for someone to join them in life's journey. And we don't want a partner that we're trying to fix. You know, that doesn't start us off on kind of equal footing. So it's never a good idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you can't accept them for the way they are. So number five is maybe that. If you can't accept the person for who they are and you don't love them for who they are, then it's time to move on. Because isn't that what we all want? So Figure out the best you. Go out, date with confidence. Know what you have to offer. And make sure that the person that you pick, you love them for who they are. Because that really is what we're looking for in life, to find that one person that gets us, flaws and all, and still loves us. Wow. So that's who that's you want to pick. Yes, flaws and all. Yes, excellent. So, that's, so we, have the, we have the five uh, top things. To, when you're looking for love, to keep in mind, and that's mindset, uh, you know, what are you saying, what, what are you doing in your life, really be clear about what you want in your life, what you want to create, requirements for your relationship, what's most important to your relationship, when dating, don't date people who do not meet the requirements, and if you don't accept the person who they are, if you can't do that with this person, then move on, uh, be able to accept flaws. So that takes me to the next type of relationship, and that is the people who are already together who are a couple, what can they do? What's the top five things for them as far as, I guess, maintaining or sparking, adding spark to their relationship to renew? Uh, yeah, what do I you have a book about there? that. <laughs> oh, you, oh, oh, that's oh, my book is filled with those little tips. <laughs> okay, so we're going um, to make sure you have time to tell people where they can find your book. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes. So my first tip that I absolutely love because it's not that difficult to do, but we don't do it consistently, is think about small things, small, little small things that we practice consistently create really big effects. So think about your relationship and think about what is just even one small thing that you could do for your partner, for your relationship, 
that would add, that would just make it a little bit better and start doing that consistently. So is it that you need to tell your partner that you love them more often? Is it that you need to take out the trash like you promised you would? You know, do you need a date night? Whatever it is, but think of one thing. Just start with that one tiny thing and see what a big change that could make in your relationship. Wow. Excellent. Just small. You don't even have to do something big. That's fantastic. Okay, what's number two? So um, the other thing would be how, how is that mindset? So we're going back to mindset for couples. And that is watch the things you say to yourself about your partner because where your mind goes, your heart is going to follow. You know, really your feelings follow your thoughts. And so are you paying attention to all the little things you don't like about your partner? They left the toilet seat off. They didn't put the top on the toothpaste. They, you know, whatever it is. Is that where your focus is the most? And if it is, you need to really be adding a lot more of all the things you love and appreciate about them. And so sometimes I'll tell clients to make a list of all the things you love and appreciate about your partner. And if you're struggling in your relationship, you need to be reading that list once a day, twice a day, three times a day. It depends on where your relationship is, right? Wow, yeah. So that you're focusing on all the things that are still good that you appreciate and not on all the things that aren't because it really can change how you feel about your partner. You know, this is interesting. Do you think that this is one of the top things that happens with couples after they've been married for a while, that they start focusing primarily on the negative things as opposed to the positives? I do. I think we live in a society that sort of promotes that. If you watch um, sitcoms, you know, the wife is always putting the husband down and she's kind of mean to him and she, you know, she knows more than he does. And it's a sitcom plot that you see over and over. And then in the end, they kind of go yeah. all together. Well, that doesn't happen in real life, right? If we treat our partner that way, they're not so thrilled with us. And we then start to see them different. So we really have to focus on the things that we like. And, and then the next tip from there, you know, we can kind of move, if you want, right into that next one, would be you then need to let your partner know about the things that you appreciate. Ex- you know, express that. Okay. And they need to hear that more than they hear the complaint. It's kind of like parenting, right? That whole, you know, five to one right. thing. Mm-hmm, Every time mm-hmm. you tell your child something they've done wrong, you need to tell them five times things they've done right. Well, it's not any different really with our partner. They need to hear everything they're doing right and how much they're appreciated and loved, because if they don't, they quit trying, and they kind of pull away. Then relationships can start to unravel pretty quickly. And then we say, see, people just aren't happy married. You know, but that doesn't have to be the right. case. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. But it's not the case with the fact that we're not actually putting the effort into yes. the relationship. Yes, you know, when, wow. when in my long-term marriage, for 25 years, I would say almost every day, there might, there might have been a few that that wasn't the case, I got butterflies when my husband and I reconnected at the end of the day, and so did he. And we kept that alive for 25 years, you know, for a very long time, by doing That's a, a lot long of the time. things that it is. It's a long time. Yeah. 
so where are we? But, can, but it can be done. But you prove that it can be done. And I often hear stories from people. I've talked to the couples that I run into. If they say, oh, I've been married for 30 years. I'll be like, okay, so what did you do? And I've, the commonality I have found in those relationships is that people, they often talk about how they really appreciate each other. And so mm-hmm. they, they, yeah. they do those kinds of things that each person knows that the other really still cares about them you know, and loves yeah. them in some way or another. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing how we don't think about how we need to nurture each other that way. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's, it's small things. It really is the small things that we do that build up and make such a big difference. Um, Great. So, so what's number four? So the next, yeah, number four would be that, and this one's really important. This is so important that it is my theme for all of my blogs and social media for the whole next year. And that is men and women really are different. We are biologically different. We think different. We act different. We communicate different. We are supposed to be different. But we need to learn to understand those differences and learn to appreciate them and work with them so that we have happier relationships as opposed to, you know, being frustrated and wishing the other person was like us. So doing a little bit more searching, um, sign up for my newsletters. That's what they're all going to be about for the entire next year. Um, but learning about those differences and really, you know, understanding each other. So, yes, we're from different planets. Now let's learn to get along and utilize those differences to create amazing relationships because we can once we give each other permission to be different and learn to understand that. Wow, excellent! And again, that's okay, a whole section. Of, that's a whole section in my book as well. So, that's a whole. That's and a whole other five. book too. <laughs> no, it's a whole section in my book. So I have a whole. I have, that's one of my secrets. Um, and then the last one is actually the fourth secret in my book, and that is you've got to keep the passion alive. You have to keep the romance alive in a relationship. We need we need physical touch. We can't live as roommates and have amazing relationships. We can't you know periodically. Um, you know, go on a date night and have a passionate night. It has to be more than that. It needs to be consistent. And so I always tell couples that you need some sort of physical contact. My, my goal would be for you on a daily basis. So that, but that could mean that you, you know, you spend time at the end of the day and you snuggle up with each other and hold hands or cuddle while you're watching your favorite TV show. Or, you know, it could be taking just a little bit of time when you kiss each other goodbye or hello at the end of the day. And instead of a quick kiss, you make it a lingering. And we say 10 seconds. Try it. Kiss somebody for 10 seconds. It gets the hormones started and it feels different. So you need to make time to actually be physical with each other and, and have those bonding hormones as a part of your relationship. They're bonding hormones for a reason they bond you together. And when we're new in relationships, you know, we've got those hormones in excess and everything feels wonderful. And then that naturally Mm -hmm. does slow down. That's part of life. Um, It needs to, so we can carry on with life, but we can keep that going if, but we have to be physical. We can't do it from across the room. We can't do it sitting on separate ends of the couch. You know, we really need to have that physical connection with each other. It's, it's essential. Which is interesting that you say that because 
it, it makes me go the the kind of relationships where people think they can have an internet relationship, you know, when they meet on the internet and they can just fall in love on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I always find that interesting because I'm like, well, wait a minute, you have no physical contact. You don't have the yeah. physicality of the relationship. How could you possibly take it all the way to that level you can't. and not have that yeah, part you of can't. it? Yeah. You're falling right. in love with an I, I idea, think, and frequently that exactly. idea doesn't turn out to be, you know, so as coaches, you know, that are working with clients, you know, usually I suggest that my clients look for somebody local. But every now and then, that doesn't happen. If you're going to do that long distance, you really have to carve out periods of time, but, but long enough periods of time that you can spend together, and more than just one. <laughs> you know, it, it needs to be numerous times that you can spend you know, a long weekend, a week with each other, um, and, and really get to know the other person really well before you end up, you know, getting married and realizing that you married somebody you don't know. So that is exactly. a very great risk. Now, uh, then I want to ask on the opposite side of that, uh, when you were talking about the physicality, a lot of uh, couples who have lost that, Give, can you, is there one quick suggestion you could have, other than, of course, to have coaching with you, <laughs> about how <laughs> something uh, – well, let's, let's take this in our action items. Okay, I think it's about our time where we're going into what are the actions that people are going to – the call to actions for our listeners to take forward. What is something for a couple that's been together for a while that they can do to, as a, to rekindle their relationship over the next week or so? One little go thing back to do doing some of the things. Pick out one. Yeah, pick out one thing you did when you were dating. You know, so do something that is flirty. Go back to flirting with each other, and go back to touching each other more. Even if you just start with holding hands while you watch TV, or you know, look at each other and send send the other person a text and say, "Want to make out tonight?" <laughs> you know, I mean, just something fun. <laughs> That's so go cute. back yes, to doing so the cool. things you did before. I had one couple that that made a huge change in their life. She started sending him a flirty text at work late in the afternoon. And she said to me, I cannot believe the difference that made in my marriage. And they had a good marriage. It wasn't bad, but it, but it could be better. She, she was just totally amazed at how that one thing made all the difference in the world to their relationship. Yeah, Took it a, to a whole nother level. It's, it's a, Right. It's amazing how couples, particularly after they have kids, they often forget <laughs> that we got mm-hmm. married not just for the kids. We actually got married to, you know, be together, you know, as a couple, and the kids are a part of that. You know, so that's a great way to yeah. rekindle. Okay, so that was one action, listeners, that was one action. If you're in a couple, something that you can do, regardless of how long you've been together, you know, just to remember to touch each other. Okay, so, Lorianne, well, give us uh, something, uh, an, an action that our people who are looking for love can do over the next couple of weeks? Try something new that you haven't done before. If you've been doing the same thing, if you've been using the same dating app, make a change on your profile or change what you're looking, you know, change search for some men that are different. (laughs) Contact some people you wouldn't contact. If you're dating organically, you know, go someplace new. Try a new group. Do something different that gets you out of your norm. I don't know if you know, but I just finished wrapping up filming a TV series called Radical Dating, Breaking Through Barriers to Finding Lasting Love. And it was people over 40, but, the, but it applies to everybody. It's that whole idea of being radical, 
you've got to do something different than what you're doing in order to get different results. So do something different, something radical. Be brave. Fabulous. Excellent. Excellent. So listeners, there are two actions that Lorianne has shared with us uh, for couples. That is, be, uh, you know, to rekindle something by doing something small with each other. I'd really like the whole flirting with each other or touching uh, each other, beginning to do something that you, that you used to do when you were dating. Excellent action. For people who are looking for love, she shared with us to uh, do something different as well, be it joining a new group, a new dating app, or uh, saying yes or possible to someone who you normally would not say so to. So that's fabulous. Thank you so much, Lorianne. So please share with our listeners where can they find you and your book. All of it is on my website, so including if you want to contact me, you know, to talk to me or ask me questions or something. And so it's my name, Lori Ann Davis. It's L-O-R-I-A-N-N Davis.com. All my social media, everything's there. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a fabulous yet short interview. We'll have to have you back to do a more extensive interview. Listeners, we have Lori Ann Davis who joined us in our conversation today uh, with excellent tips on if you're looking for love or if you're in a couple and you want to re-spark your love. So join us same time next week with Cut the Crap with you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for joining our conversation. Join us again next week. Same place. Same time at Cut the Crap with You Doll.